Cancer is a word no one wants to hear from their doctor. But cancer occurs in many people's lives. What is the cancer journey and treatment like? How does knowing our Savior and prayer give us courage on this journey? My guest today is Reverend Michael Hackbarth, CEO and Executive Director of God's Word to the Nation's Mission Society. We'll talk about his current journey with cancer and about God's Word to the Nations. Our topic, Cancer, Courage Through Christ. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Welcome, Reverend Hackbarth. Thanks for being our guest today on Family Shield. Well, thank you, Kay. Pleased to be here. Glad to have you. Well, tell our listeners about your current journey with cancer. What's happening and how's it going? Well, it's uh, as of uh, my follow-up appointment this past uh, Thursday. The uh, cancer journey is going well. The doctor gave me a uh, another clean bill of health. Wonderful. Uh, for your listeners, I had... Uh, a variety of issues going on in my life. Uh, asthma since uh, 1977 on large doses of prednisone, steroids, in other words, during that time. Uh, oh, multiple colonoscopies, uh, in which three times there were cancerous polyps mm-hmm. in the colon, but they hadn't grown into the colon. And uh, Endoscopies. I mean, I've uh, ten hernias, just any any a number of things. Me and mm-hmm. hospitals are wow. real familiar. It seems gay, but yeah. the, but the cancer, actually, the the bigger concern of it uh, started in 2006, and November 1st, 2006, when my I discovered after I got to the hospital uh, that my gallbladder had blown up. Mm. Uh, I mean, not filled up with stones, it had physically blown up, okay, because it was so packed. So so they referred me to a urologist after a nine-day stay in the hospital, and they picked all the stones out they could, and the uh, urologist uh, uh, wanted me to uh, take the uh, standard rectal exam for prostate cancer, okay, which I'd had, I just had six months, one month earlier at Cleveland Clinic and and uh, had a had a big lump on my prostate and he said uh, Reverend Hackbart does it feel like a lump to you and I said yes it does doctor he says well then we have to biopsy it well it was it was uh, oh three quarters cancer and quarter precancerous so I elected to have uh-huh. what they call seed planting done uh-huh. which I've is heard of that. when when they go put you through three months of of uh, female hormone treatments to reduce the testosterone in your body, uh, which they say is the fuel for prostate cancer. And hmm. then you get to, uh, they get to go in at three months and they uh, put 59 little radioactive seeds in my prostate. Uh, then you do three more months of hormone treatments and then five weeks of radiation hmm. uh, and after two weeks, I can tell you, as tough as I am, um, <laughs> it, it it took the wind out of my sails. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then uh, we go along here in life, and uh, 
my doctors are all telling me because my dad had a genetic cancer, MEN syndrome type 2A that uh, always makes all the doctors stop and perk up their ears, uh, died at age 44 mm, after six years of being an experimental uh, person for it. Uh, but uh, always told me, well, Reverend Hackbard, you have a genetic propensity for for cancer. And I said, gee, I, I think I figured that out by now, Doc. Uh-huh. So it, it's, it's interesting. But with all this stuff that started in uh, November or December of 1998, uh, when I started to have a lot of pulmonary issues, uh, they uh, they kept looking at stuff and were thinking about doing things. And uh, uh, my heart was in AFib. And uh, finally, I had made an appointment at the Mayo Clinic because I wanted somebody to watch over all this stuff and coordinate it. So they did a, a great job. But in the course of doing everything, they did enough CT scans with contrast and MRIs that they, quote, accidentally found this 1.7-millimeter tumor in the tail of my pancreas, uh-huh. uh, which uh, I, I have to tell your listeners that I don't get real upset hearing the word cancer, even though it's a ominous word. I've ministered mm-hmm. to hundreds of uh, men and women who have had different types of cancer, and it elicits uh, different responses in all of them. But uh-huh. my experience has been, and with me personally, that uh, I know, in fact, I almost said that as we opened the show here, uh, whether I live or whether I die, I'm with Christ. Yeah. Okay? So I don't, I don't really internally have any great uh, um, fear of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's good. You know, I watched my dad battle it. Yeah. Uh, uh, watched uncles and aunts and members of congregations and dear friends who died, and uh, they all they all have a different take take on it. But yeah. mine is mine is really that simple. It's uh, whether I live or whether I die. But I I think God wants me around for a while longer. I hope so. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not certain of that, yeah. but I think I he hope does, so. given, yeah. my, given my work. Right. Yeah, I don't know how many of our listeners know that I also went through cancer. I am cancer-free right now, and uh, thank God for that. But uh, as you think about the many people you know that have had cancer, as a Christian, how does knowing the Lord and prayer help you and your family cope in this journey? You already said it, but just say it again for our listeners. Because a lot of times our listeners are unchurched, or they don't really understand how we can trust God and just put it in his hands. So talk a little bit about that. Certainly, certainly. It, uh, I would say that uh, my wife did not handle it as well as I did, okay, because she's looking at potential. I mean, pancreatic cancer is something we hear about people dying all the time, okay? Mm -hmm. So she, she for about, uh, oh gosh, eight months or so was, uh, I I 
could tell she was unsettled, okay, at the thought of losing her sure. husband. Sure. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't worrying about it. Uh, uh, had had surgery scheduled for April fifteenth, two days after my birthday, and then that good COVID stuff. Put mm. All that. All of that crazy surgeries that were not essential. Interesting that pancreatic cancer is, is not, not essential. essential. Oh no! Okay, yeah. okay. So I got put off till June nineteenth. Mm. And so between April 15 and June 19, two months, uh, that little 1.7 millimeter, uh, and it was it was encased. They were very they were very pleased with its its position. First of all, in the tail of the pancreas and and that, but uh, it grew to 1.7 millimeters mm. or centimeters. So uh, pretty good growth spurt in two months, and I. I think doctors never told me how much bigger it would have grown, but mm. they had to take the entire tail and embody the pancreas, and then you uh, deal with the after effects of, of the surgery like that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's very serious. always sort of in the back of your mind is, this is three rounds of cancer, okay? So uh, what's going to be next? But for the believer... Uh, even though my wife is, is, is staunch, okay, believer, and my mm-hmm. sons are, uh, they all have this, uh, see, we've never known anything without dad. And that's probably the, uh, I mean, men have a hard time watching their wives mm-hmm. go through cancer, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been my experience that women, including my Mother, okay, who watched my dad die over those that period of time, uh, you know, uh, even with strong faith, which my mother had, uh, have a underlying concern of of what will I do if husband isn't around? Mm-hmm. Okay, will God really take care of me? Type of type of things, and I think that's the stuff that goes through. Yes. Uh, someone's head, especially a spouse's head, and I've seen the sort of a different effect in men that they they don't want to die uh, of cancer in particular uh, because they they're, they've been caretakers of their spouse and children for X number of years, whatever that has been, and they they just have a desire to live, and uh, mm-hmm. so I've advised people long distance. I mean, after years in my vicarage congregation, which is our practice pastoring, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, let alone in my own congregations that I pastored, uh, I had to sit down. Didn't have to, but I I sat down with the woman. I said, "This is what I like you and your." your daughters and son to do, just put your hands on your dad, okay, just so he knows you're all there, and just tell him, dear, it's okay to die. Mm. You're going to you're gonna go to heaven, you're going to be with Jesus, no more crying, no more suffering, mm-hmm. no more anything, okay, and we're going to be okay, mm-hmm. because I believe uh, our God is faithful, and he is going to take care of us in the best way possible. Yeah. And 
and that makes a big difference. And you would be surprised how many men having, I mean, who are in difficult shape uh, passed away within a minute or two of their... I've heard that many times that people can almost will themselves to stay. So um, that we won't have time to talk about that, but that you just kind of, by saying those words, you're releasing them. They know where they're going, but they're worried about those they're leaving behind. And so that's really yes. interesting um, that that you say that's happened. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to uh, mention to our listeners that one cancer resource I like to recommend is Cancer Companions. And we've added them to our recommended links on our website. They have opportunities. They have help for those that have cancer. They have ways that people that want to can volunteer in various ways. They do some great training. And uh, so uh, I just want to mention that. Reverend Hackbarth, I'll make some announcements and we'll come back and kind of finish this conversation about cancer. And then I want to talk a little bit about God's Word for the Nations Mission Society that you are the CEO of, because I know our listeners will want to learn about that as well. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations throughout the United States, and we also produce a weekly podcast. Today we're giving away two booklets, Cancer, Courage Through Christ, and the Bible, What, When, Why. To get your complimentary booklet, call our response center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Family Shield's Family Prayer Walk is something we talk to you about and uh, we are promoting during the spring. We've posted numerous resources on our website that you can learn more about. You can check it out on our website, again, www.FamilyShieldMinistries.com. Today, we've been discussing cancer. So let me just encourage our families to consider taking a family prayer walk. And while you're walking, pray for someone you know who has cancer or who's going through cancer or a loved one that maybe someone has passed away that had cancer. Don't forget, again, to check out Cancer Companions on our recommended links. Thrivent members, remember you have until March 31st to direct remaining Thrivent Choice dollars you have available from last year, 2020, to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to their website, www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice, or call them one 800 and one of their employees will help you do this. We encourage you to pray for Family Shield and consider a gift. We are a listener-supported ministry. You can send your gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123, or you can charge a gift on our website. You can also sign up to automatically give a monthly gift if you would like. Now I want to go back to my guest, Reverend Michael Hackbarth. He is the CEO, Executive Director of God's Word to the Nations. It's a mission society. And uh, before we talk about that, just any other closing thoughts you have about cancer that you wanted to share with our listeners? Just uh, a few of the comments you just made there, Kay. Uh, 
led me to uh, maybe provide a better summary of what I'm what I'm sharing with people today. As Christians, we uh, we go to church, we read the Bible, we go to Bible study, we do devotions, things like that. But until something, well, when something really happens in your life that threatens your physical life, okay, uh, we tend to be influenced by the world around us, by others around us, if they're not all Christians, and we uh, do what the world do, does best is is worry, uh, you know, have all kinds of consternation in our lives and things like that. And those people I told you about that I've ministered to in life, including my myself, uh, we have to be reminded, and the only way you get reminded is if someone like your pastor or your spouse or or a child uh, or a complete unknown like me reminds you of God's promises uh, that he is there to you're one of his children in other words as a believer okay and he's going to take take care of you regardless of the the fact now with with my pancreatic cancer, I thank God that I did not have to have any chemo or radiation. Radiation with my prostate cancer was bad enough. Okay, that that uh, that gave me a firsthand experience with with the effects of of that. But uh, just being reminded, okay, uh, and that's why I've told people even if they're their their spouse or loved one or child is is comatose or seemingly comatose. Read them comforting passages of scripture that talk about God's love for each of them. All right, and that that will make a huge huge difference in in their lives because they they believe, but it's like the scripture that said, "Lord, I believe." But help my, you know, unbelief. Everybody needs those reminders, yes. We can't share God's promises enough with those around us who are hurting regardless of the, the circumstances. You bet. So very true. Thank you so much for those words of wisdom. You bet. You bet. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I know uh, cancer is challenging and difficult, but God has this. And uh, uh, I hope that uh, that's, you know, a good message for our listeners. Walk with him. He he will take yes. you through it from, uh, you know, whether you live or whether you die. Um, Absolutely. And, and, uh, Back to my you. own my own pastor one Sunday when I wasn't there because I was I was in the hospital getting prepped for surgery on that, that Monday I believe it was. Uh, my wife was in church, and he uh, he lumped me in with uh, Martin Luther and Martin Chemnitz <laughs> and uh, oh gosh, two or the three of the other great great you know people of of faith that we as Lutheran Christians recognize, but a whole lot of people do besides us, believe me, Kay. Uh And uh, he said, yeah, I'd like Pastor Akbart, who's facing, you know, surgery for pancreatic cancer. His attitude is the same as Martin Luther's, as 
Martin Chemnitz's, Martin, I forget who the other gentleman was out of World War II to help all the Jewish people there. He said, whether you live or whether you die, it was Jesus. Now, that does leave people there, okay, that are still living, okay? Yeah, yeah. Your wife, your kids, people mm-hmm. like that. That's right. And they're the ones that are need to be most comforted with, right. with God's promises Don't, and assurance, okay? Right. Don't ever forget the families that are left behind. Absolutely true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to just have a few minutes to talk with you about God's Word for the Nations Mission Society. And the mission is to identify and empower individuals to take God's Word to English-speaking people of the world, focusing especially upon those who do not know Christ as their Savior. So when I read that, I'm like, oh, your organization is similar to Family Shield. We want to take the gospel to people that don't know him and encourage those uh, in the church to grow in faith, obviously the two. But um, I tell us a little bit more about God's Word for the Nation's Mission Society. Well, we uh, I became executive director in 1992, May of 1992, moved from Texas to Cleveland, Ohio, of all places. Okay, so... Uh, me being a University of Michigan, uh, you know, graduate and and uh, athlete, uh, strange place for me to end up. But Cleveland was very good. We did the uh, an entire new translation of the Bible, which is simply called God's Word, the only the only translation ever named after God. <laughs> I you sent me a couple of copies and they are wonderful. Yep. I love reading yep. them. Yeah, that's yep. well it's it's the most readable period. It is. It really is. It it doesn't mean what it has to grade out to it grades out to grade four, grade five. But if a child can read, they can read God's word because the English in it, the grammar the syntax is perfect. I mean, English teachers, I've had English professors from like Case Western University and others come up and talk to me and say, who in the world wrote this Bible? It couldn't, you know, and I said, well, it wasn't scholars. Okay, so, <laughs> so PhDs don't know how to, how to write like that. But we had a, we had a group of six scholars and and four English reviewers, all with master's degrees or teaching experience, and plus me overseeing it, plus Dr. Eugene Bunkowski was our translation consultant. And, uh, yeah, we put, uh, put the translation together, really, in about two and a half years, hmm. uh, which was phenomenal. It was done, first, com- first translation ever done all on computer. Uh, and it uh, got released then. Uh, we've been through three publishers, all of whom underperformed, didn't perform, you know, regardless. But God has a reason. So we are self-publishing now. So oh. people go to our people who go to our website, uh, godsword.org, okay, they can they can see what's what's available there, but we have some, uh, well, we have the two Bibles that you and your husband have, mm-hmm. uh, 
Lots of... Lots of wonderful resources. I have in front of me, I, your uh, assistant sent a whole bunch of your booklets, put on the full armor of God. I think she sent that to me because she knows our name. Family Shield is based on Ephesians 6.16, take up the shield of faith, and it's all about spiritual warfare. No, I... I... I sent that. Oh, you sent that to me. Well, that was, I love it. I've got a bunch of them, but I only sent a couple, and I do really like the the Bibles. And you have, that's what you pretty much are doing is producing wonderful Christian resources and then finding partners, uh, partnering with visionary leaders that want to get those yep. resources and get them into the hands of those that may not know Christ and even those that Absolutely. do? Is that, that's, Absolutely. I love that. I mean, you have partnering with visionary leaders. Tell us just a little bit more about what that means. Visionary leaders are those people out there in the church, whether they're Lutheran, Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, uh, Episcopalian, Pentecostal, whatever the case is. We have a whole lot of people that use our materials, and uh, I just take one instance, like, for the, the, the full armor of God, which is for police officers, okay? So if you uh, if you know of police in your area, and certainly they've been through a mess this last year and a half, uh, I walk up to officers all the time. Uh, with the book in my hand, by the way, so I'm not pulling it out of my pocket. And I say, you know, this has helped a lot of people. Maybe it'll help you too, okay? Or maybe it'll be of comfort to you too. And I've never had a officer, state trooper, sheriff, anybody uh, not not take it. Uh, mm. We provide into a lot of people Wonderful. and. Uh, and the military ones especially, we provide yeah, yeah. millions of those. So. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. My guest, again, has been Reverend Michael Hackbarth, and uh, he's with God's Word to the Nations, talking about some of their resources. I do want to mention that I put their website on our recommended links on our website. So if someone doesn't remember what it is, you can find it there or you can just email us at witness to family at gmail.com and we will make sure you get referred to them. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield and uh, we're so thankful that you've been listening. God bless your day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.